Happening, everybody. Welcome back to episode two, season two of Tone Deaf. I am your host, DJ Kevo, and we back in here, man. We're back in here with a few more topics to talk about on this Tuesday afternoon, seven o'clock, might be eight o'clock. We're winding down, you know, chilling with the family, probably going to work, whatever you're doing. I'm glad you're listening to Tone Deaf right now. I appreciate it. I appreciate the love, and uh, we got a good show today, man. We're gonna be talking about movies. We're going to be talking about sports, and uh, got a little bit of music talk for y'all today, as I got my oldies playing in the background for Black History Month, you know, just just a cool vibe, right? It's vibing out right now, man. So the first thing we're going to get into, if you haven't heard, there is a live action production um, of Aladdin coming out, right? Um, if you haven't seen it, uh, the trailer is out right now on YouTube, you can go check it out. But um, I've known about this for about a month now. And uh, to be honest, man, I'm, I'm excited to see it. Um, one of my, my greatest childhood memories is watching this movie over and over and over again. The original movie um, with Robin Williams as a genie. I don't know any other, act, other actors in that. <laughs> but that was one of my favorite movies growing up, along with Jungle Book. And uh, I'm excited to see it, man. I'm not I'm not a kid no more, but I'm still a kid at heart. I can go reminisce and take a trip down Nostalgia Lane and listen to uh, listen or just watch a few of the things that I that I remember growing up. And um, a lot of the things I've been reading about online, man. Uh, a lot of people got something to say about it. A lot of people don't. A lot of people really don't give a shit. But since I enjoyed it as a kid, I'm gonna talk about it on my motherfucking show. All right. So the live action Aladdin movie, um, when you think about it, it's, 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 it has to be pretty difficult transitioning from from a, a cartoon or something um, with so much, I guess, I guess you would say, uh, non-realistic things going on, I guess, like magic and uh, people doing wild shit, like a bunch of other movies try to make this transition from a cartoon or or maybe a book into a live-action film, when, and it didn't go over so well. Uh, case in point, Dragon Ball Z movies. I don't think nobody's ever really going to do that right, because there's so much going on in these type of movies that, or these type of, uh, um, I guess, shows or whatever you would call it, that is, it's hard to duplicate on screen, right? You got to use a whole lot of CGI. Uh, you got to really have somebody behind it that knows what they're doing, that's going to put the money for it to make all this come into fruition, right? So, you know, hopefully this does go well. The expectations for, you know, people are upset about maybe the cast. Uh, Jasmine, she's not as she's not as dark as she should be, which Disney has a has has a, a track record for that, man. Not getting the casting right, especially when it comes to ethnic uh, ethnic type projects like this. But, you know, I've, I've looked over the cast. I've seen the cast and uh, a lot of, you know, they I think they got it right. You know, who, regardless of how dark she is, the skin color, I mean. They got it right. They got people in there who who uh, who are of that ilk, or you know, or of of that that cloth, I guess you would say. So, I mean, there's there's only much so much credit you can give, and there's so much backlash that you can give. Like nobody's gonna get it 100% right, 
But you would expect Disney being as big as they are to do do their research and get it right. And I, I think they have. Um, going on with the expectations, man. I don't I don't really think it's gonna be uh, the reviews for it are probably not gonna be that good. But I can almost guarantee that it's gonna make a lot of money. People are definitely gonna take their kids, you know, out to go see this. You know, if, if my son was you know old enough to understand what was going, on, I would definitely take him out to see this movie to 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 get him. You know, let them see what I enjoyed as a kid instead of just, you know, playing video games all day. I, I really enjoyed this movie as a child. Um, this was my fantasy to be Aladdin at one time. You know, the whole rags to riches type story. You know, you're poor, you broke. All of a sudden, you come into some money. You know, that that type of uh, theme in movies and, you know, music, that's, that's something that I really enjoy. I, I guarantee a lot of people enjoy that rags to riches type story. And it's probably the most overused theme in in Hollywood. You know, movies where somebody comes into some money or comes into something very fortunate, and it takes them from from living one life to another life. And it's always something good to see. See how they handle it, because not a lot of people will handle it well. Uh, some people do make that transition very easily. But I'm excited to see what's what's going to happen with it. I'm excited about the cast. I didn't even talk about Will Smith. They got Will Smith in there as a genie. Which is, you know, I enjoy Robin Williams, the original one, the original genie back in the day. You know, R.I.P. to him. Um, there's some big shoes to fill, man. There's, there's, he's going to have to do a lot in that role to to make up for what Robin Williams did uh, in our childhood and my childhood. So, you know, hopefully he does it right. You know, I got all faith in my brother Will Smith to make that happen. And not just me, other people on Twitter, other people, you know, giving reviews already on it. Or how they think the movie's gonna be. They're saying the same thing. So, shouts out to that. A little history of what you guys probably didn't know. Um, Aladdin was actually the original Aladdin. Not talking about the 1990, I don't know, maybe three, 1992 production of it. But the original one came from a book uh, called A Thousand and One, <coughs> excuse me, A Thousand and One Arabian Nights. And it was actually, Aladdin was actually Asian, Chinese maybe, or, or some type of Asian. Uh, descent and the story went that he was actually um, led astray by a uh, I believe a merchant some type of merchant or sorcerer that's what it was a sorcerer uh, he was living with his mother his his father passed away and I guess they're living in like rural China and this guy shows up this sorcerer Jafar shows up he's going by a different name in the in the book actually uh, which was written a long time ago um, he shows up he the only reason he shows up is to get Aladdin to go into a cave, just like in the you know the old movies, uh, to retrieve this lamp. But he also, before he sends him into the cave, he gives him a magic ring containing a genie, um, and then he goes into the cave, retrieves the lamp. Who, what she doesn't know, there's a genie in it. He takes it back to his mother's house. His mother rubs it. A, power, a more powerful genie comes out, and you know the, the, the story goes on from there. I'm not gonna tell you the whole story, man. It's not my Read a fucking book, you know what I mean? Do something like that. 1001 Arabian Nights, uh, check it out. That's the original story of Aladdin. There's a whole bunch of other stories in there as well, but we're going to leave the movies alone a little bit. We're going to go into sports. Something I do know something about, right? Um, Kareem Hunt, if you haven't heard about Kareem Hunt, he uh, he was in the news maybe a couple months ago on uh, putting his hands on a female. I don't understand what's, what's going on with these athletes, man, putting their hands on females or or just actors or whoever the fuck they are putting their hands on these females. You got 
you and you and they put you in this type of light, right? Where you got all these people looking at you, you got all these people waiting on you to fuck up. They give you all this money to do, and you just you blow it by putting your hands on a female, and you can just walk away. And you know, I seen the video, I seen the the TMZ video where the they're arguing in a hotel lobby <coughs> or a corridor or a hallway or something like that. And she got the nerve to walk up on this man. If you don't know who Kareem Hunt is. He was a star running back for the Kansas City Chiefs throughout the whole season until they found out about this video and then they cut him, respectively. But this man, if you watch his highlights of the 2018 season, this man was stiff-arming two, three people, running through people. Nobody can catch him. He's a fucking superstar, right? And this this female has a nerve to walk up on this man. And, you know, I don't I don't understand what was going on in the head, probably alcohol or some type of drugs, but if you're gonna walk up on a running back who's in his prime, you know, a young man, and think you just gonna push up on him and he not gonna you know, basically defend himself. I know he's he did a lot in this video that goes beyond defending yourself, uh, you know, by kicking her while she's down and pushing other people, but I mean the initial initial thing that I saw was she walked up on him and he retaliated. And, um, you know, whether she called him the N-word or not, whether she called him a nigga or not, it is what it is. It really don't matter. You got to be able to control yourself in these situations. And that goes for anybody, man. That goes for anybody listening. That goes for people who are going to encounter these situations. No matter how upset you get, you should be able to control yourself, especially when you looked at it in that type of light. He had nobody around him to stop him. Well, people were trying to stop him, but... I mean, he's, he's a fucking NFL running back. He's pushing people out the way. He pushed a guy into the girl, and she hit, the, she hit her head. Off, she hit her head on the wall, and all this other bullshit. But I mean, you gotta you gotta really take into account who you got around you, and the situation that you put yourself in. And I wish you would have really <laughs> took that into account because Kansas City Chiefs are one of my favorite, my second favorite football team behind my first football team which i'm not even gonna talk about because they fucking disappointed me this year but um yeah they're definitely my my second favorite team i've been a fan of them for a while uh i'm, I'm excited about the fact that we had andy reed for the past few years and we got a good quarterback you know so i was excited man where we were going we got into the divisional playoffs played the the patriots of course we lost but um I'm excited about how we win. If we had Kareem Hunt, if all this bullshit didn't happen and we had Kareem Hunt at our, as our running back, we're a running football team. When you take him out of the equation, we're no longer that running football team. We're a passing football team. And that's not what we did good this whole year, right? So when you take that dynamic out, we got a pass, and then we lost to the no, we lost to the Rams, I believe. No, I'm getting my stories mixed up. But you can go check it out. Go look at the NFL.com. Go figure that out. But going back to Kareem Hunt, man, we didn't have him this year. Fucked it off because he wanted to push women. And uh, upside for him, man, he got a, he got signed on by the Cleveland Browns. And it's expected for him to make more money than he would have made uh, if he stayed with the Kansas City Chiefs because they signed him for maybe like a $700 deal, $700,000 deal, which he would have made in 2019. But they cut him. So now he was, you know, a restricted free agent. He's able to be signed by an NFL team. He gets signed by the Cleveland Browns, who pick him up for a one-year, $1 million deal. So he's already making more than what he would have made in 2009. And they have him for this one deal. So after this year, he's going to be a restricted free agent, which means they can either sign him for a long-term deal or someone else can pick him up. 
which you'll probably make more than $2.8 million from what I've been reading. And, you know, that's to come up, man, for something that he did. And I don't know if he's been found guilty or not. And that's, I'm not going to go too deep into that. But I did see um, something about him being signed. And, you know, that's that's a good look, man, for all he's been through this year and how much he let the fucking the Chiefs organization down. And, you know, it's a sad thing to see. But at least he got signed. He's going to make more money. So I guess that's a plus. But to talk about the Chiefs, man, they knew about this incident before the football season started. Uh, they just didn't have the video, so they took his word for it. He said nothing happened, uh, which is obviously not the truth. Uh, and, they, and the video comes out, and, you know, they respectively cut him, man. You get all you need out of him while you can, and then when you figure out something crazy went on, then you cut him, and you move on to the next one, right? So, I mean, I I can't really blame nobody for that, nobody in the organization for that, because that's, that's a good chess move. You know, why cut him right away when you, can need, when you need him? which he definitely proved that he was useful throughout the whole season, playing for his life, you know what I mean, <laughs> with that video looming in the back of his head because he knew it was there. And um, so, yeah, he gets signed by the Browns for a one-year deal worth $1 million, and he's, I mean, he's making more than he would in 2019 with the Chiefs. So that's a good look for him, man. As I got a, let me see who am I playing in the background. I'll take a break on this news right quick. Mm-hmm. We got Just One Look, mm, only in America. I don't know who sings the song, but let the oldies play out real quick while I get my news back together. Today is Tuesday. Um, something interesting that happened today. Uh, we actually got robbed <laughs> at my uh, my full-time job that I have. Uh, this this man comes in. He's uh, obviously on drugs. He's shaking. Um you know, looking kind of shady, you know what I mean, he looks dusty, I'm not going to say the man's homeless, because you can't tell nowadays in Austin, man, Austin is a different place, so you can never really tell who's homeless, who's not homeless, but I would say from where I'm from, this guy might have been homeless, uh, he comes in, and he uh, definitely looks the party he's about to steal, I pick up on it right away, you know, nothing, nothing really goes on, no one tells him to leave, nothing like that, and he ends up walking out of the store with maybe five or six frames, probably worth I don't know how you would sell. I don't know how you would sell frames for glasses, but you know, especially if uh, if you don't have the lenses. I mean, no, who's who's gonna buy that? <laughs> but I mean, it is what it is. He he walked up in there and walked out with some frames, man. So I, however he decides to get his money, hopefully, I'm not gonna say hopefully he gets his money, but you know, because that would be wrong to my company. But I mean, it is what it is. So we gonna talk about the Grammys, man. The Grammys, yes, the, the the notorious Grammys, right? Last year, I think the big deal about the Grammys was they didn't have uh, the right people nominated or they didn't have, you know, the people who should have won didn't win and all this other bullshit that goes on and people saying this and people saying that. But here's my take on it, man, especially when it comes to hip-hop because I listen to a lot of hip-hop. The Grammys is not is not a show that's for hip-hop. If you if you don't know that already, it's yes, it's a show for music, all types of music. But for some reason, people feel that hip hop doesn't get its fair shake at the Grammys. But I mean, Cardi B won an award, Drake won an award, uh, J Rock. Shout out to J Rock. J Rock came a long road, and he won an award. You know, Nipsey Hussle was nominated. I bet you a bunch of y'all don't even know who the fuck Nipsey Hussle is, but he's been around for a long time. 
straight up businessman give you all type of game through his music and he was actually nominated in this which is very surprising I've been listening to Nipsey Hussle since 2009 was when the first time I heard about him um you know it's been it's, I haven't consistently been listening to him but it's been on and off since then and it's good to see somebody who's been hustling that hard get a get some type of recognition and um I think it was a lot different from last year where people or a couple years before where people won that shouldn't have won and people made a big deal about it. But here's the thing now. Now that, you know, people of color did win some awards at the Grammys, you know, other than uh, Kendrick, but, you know, people of color did did win some awards at this at this Grammys and now it's still a big deal because the right people didn't win. And, you know, we're never going to, we're as, we as a culture, hip hop culture, I'm not talking about any type of ethnicity, but hip-hop culture is never going to be happy at the Grammys because the Grammys are not for us, right? We need a hip-hop show, right? And if there ever was a hip-hop show other than the BET Awards, we would need that for it to for something to be validated other than having people who don't, you know, who probably don't even listen to hip-hop decide who had the bigger year, who had the best record, who had the best video, best album. Can't live it up to people like that and then then feel some type of way then when they decide that um, somebody should win that probably shouldn't have won. And that's all I really got to say about that. This has been episode two, season two, Tone Deaf, right? We're going to get it back together. We're going to have some people interviews on here. We're going to have all that brand new music. Hit people up on Twitter. Hit me up on Twitter if you have some music you want me to play. Send it to my email, which is da. K-E-V-O-C-A-S-T at gmail.com and uh, try to get you on the show. Instead of me playing these oldies, if you don't like the oldies, man, send me your music. You feel me? And if you ain't like the oldies, fuck you. This has been Tone Dev, DJ Kevo. We out of here.